0: Welcome to the Farm D Money podcast, where certified financial planner Derek Delaney brings financial education and observation to help pharmacists navigate their most important financial questions. Welcome in Farm D Nation to episode number 21 of the Farm D Money podcast. I am your host Derek Delaney. Thank you all for joining me today. You know, one of the biggest debates in the financial services world, and this debate goes back a long, long time, is which is better, active investment management or passive investment management? And depending on who you're talking to, you'll get different answers and you'll get a number of different reasons why one is better than the other. And the reality is, depending on who you're talking to will determine their personal biases, their careers, and their reputations will all directly impact their personal decision on why they think one is better than the other. And those influences can be a big pull on people's opinions. So you have to be very, very careful on who you listen to when it comes to determine which investment management style trumps the other. I mean, can you imagine if you were an active investment manager of some big portfolio and you spent the first 10 to 15 years of your life Getting an education, learning under somebody, and then taking over yourself and running a huge investment portfolio and making all the trades and making a lot of money and doing a lot of great work. And then you have some random person come up to you and go, Is the work you're doing or is the investment management style you have really better than passive investment management? They're gonna say, Of course not. So there are a lot of influential pieces that are going on in people's lives that are gonna sway how they think about this question. But in the end, it's not about what other people think. It's your personal circumstances and goals that will really dictate which of these two investment management philosophies is truly best for you. So, in this episode, we're going to explore the positives, we're going to talk about the negatives, and we're going to talk about some of the commonalities among the two investment management styles. Because when it comes time to figure out which option is best for you, we want you to be able to tackle this decision with a well rounded understanding of how each of these different investment management styles, active and passive, actually work. So to start the conversation, I want to first share with everybody, specifically those who are unaware, the story that involves Warren Buffett, hedge funds, and a $1 million bet that was placed back in 2008 between the two. So first, who is Warren Buffett? For people that don't know, and I imagine a lot of people listening to this podcast do know who he is. He's a billionaire. With a long, long reputation of wonderful active investment management skills, Um, he has he built a huge book of business by actively investing in different companies, and then he would buy companies, and he's just built a tremendous amount of net worth without getting too far into it. So he has shown that you can obtain the skill to be a truly effective active investment manager. But this is why the bet is so interesting because he issued a challenge. the hedge fund industry who do the exact same thing that Warren Buffett did to become rich and the bet was that the S&P 500 index fund would outperform a hand-picked portfolio of hedge funds over a 10-year period. So essentially he is saying that the S&P 500 which is the collection of the 500 biggest companies in America over a 10-year period would outperform all the hand-picked investing and active management that these hedge funds who make hundreds of millions of dollars a year to do is the S&P 500 is going to perform better than what these hedge funds can. So his claim was that these hedge funds cannot perform as well as the S&P 500 due to their extremely high fees and that he believed these hedge funds couldn't justify those fees because they couldn't produce the type of performance over a 10-year period that an individual investor on their own could get by just investing in the S&P 500 when you factor in those high fees. Well, one, one hedge fund took the bait and the million dollar wager was placed. That was back in 2008. Now we fast forward to 2015, two years before the bet was actually supposed to end. And the hedge fund had conceded because they were so far behind from a performance standpoint from the S&P 500. So this bet was kind of an eye-opening experience in the public world because it pitted the two basic investment philosophies against each other which are passive and active investing and it did so through the lens of an active investment manager who built a billion dollar a multi-billion dollar net worth doing investing which is Warren Buffett who believed that in the end for retail investors normal investors like you and I that passive investment management over a long period of time is the way to go. So what is passive investment passive investment management? Well, it's an investment strategy that is completely hands-off essentially. An investor would try to maximize their returns by maximizing the amount of, or I would say minimizing the amount of transactions they have going on inside their account. It's the quintessential buy and hold strategy. Set it and forget it. Usually it's done by purchasing some sort of benchmark index funds like an S&P 500 index fund. So the goal is that since you are buying and holding a simple and well-diversified investment, there shouldn't be any reason for you to make substantial changes throughout a given year to your investment portfolio. As a matter of fact, there should be no changes made. And because no changes are being made throughout the year, the cost associated with this type of investing should be extremely low. And this is important because the lower the cost, the better it is for the investor. The lower the cost, the less money it's coming out of your portfolio, which means the more money gets to stay in your investment account, which means it's more dollars that get to grow and compound on itself over a long period of time. Another important factor about passive investing is the long-term perspective that comes along with it. Usually, these investors who are taking part in passive investment management are not as concerned with short-term price fluctuations. Their investment mindset is more long-term in nature, and they have the belief that they cannot consistently gain an advantage and outperform the market on a year-to-year basis over a long stretch of time. So instead of racking their brains and trying to outperform the market, which in the end they truly don't believe they can, they sit back, they take what the market gives them, and over the long term they feel this is the way to maximize the value of their investment portfolio. So the positives, I think the three biggest positives of passive investment management are, one, low fees. Again, over a long period of time, when I say long period of time, we could talk about two to five to 10 years. Every year, you can, you're not forced to take out more out of your account to pay fees. It's just more money that gets to stay in your account, and the more compounding and growth you're going to get based off of that money staying in your investment account. So low fees are a huge advantage of passive investment management. Another great advantage, in my opinion, is tax efficiency. If you're investing outside of a traditional IRA or 401k and you're investing inside just a standard investment brokerage account or a taxable investment brokerage account, when you aren't consistently buying and selling positions inside your account, there's not a lot of tax liability being generated because your investments are just sitting there and growing and nothing gets taxed until you actually sell. So tax efficiency is a positive inside a passive investment managed account because there's no tax drag being taken out due to the buying and selling of investments all the time, which is the case in active investment management. And then finally, passive investment management, in my opinion, the the third biggest benefit is simplicity. So anybody, whether you're new to investing, whether you're big into investing, but you just don't have time to consistently monitor things that are going on inside your account all the time, passive investment management kind of takes that all out of the picture for you And allows the simplicity of you being able to just put your money somewhere and kind of forget about it and let it do its thing over the long term, which hopefully that thing is grow, compound, and become bigger and bigger every single year. Now, there are negatives of passive investment management, and I think it's important to point those out as well. Uh, The three biggest negatives I see are it's most likely never going to outperform the market. So if you were trying to outperform and do better than somebody else, or if you like looking at the S&P 500 or the Dow Jones or the NASDAQ, and you go, I want to make more money every single year than those indexes produce, it's probably not gonna happen when you put it, put your money into some sort of passive investment management portfolio. Uh, negative number two is you may miss investment opportunities caused by irregularities in the market. I think a great example of this is If we go back to uh, March of 2020, when COVID hit and investment markets collapsed, there were a lot of active investment managers who said, hey, this is just a blip. It's a great time to buy in more right now and to reposition our investments in order to maximize what we think COVID is going to ultimately produce from an investment standpoint down the road. The active investment managers who were able to do that far outproduced the passive ones because they got out in front of the irregularity in the market that COVID was causing at that time. And finally, negative number three is you are limited. If you truly are a passive investment manager, you're not looking for stocks like Tesla, and you're not looking to invest in cryptocurrencies, and you're not looking to try to gain some sort of outperformance from an investment standpoint in any one of these hot up-and-coming companies. So you are limited and that's a negative of passive investment management because sometimes those other investment opportunities that you're not taking advantage of while taking part in passive investment management are going to outperform. That's passive investment management. Active investment management is basically the complete opposite. Essentially, active investing is the thought that the stock market is inefficient and there is room for skilled talented investment managers to be able to come in and put together a portfolio and manage that portfolio over the course of a year and beat the returns that the general market is going to give. These skilled investment managers believe that their research, their intuition, their skill, their experience, and all the data they have access to in aggregate put together will allow them to be able to manage a portfolio and produce a rate of return on that money that's higher than what the market is able to offer. Active investing is always believed to be a way to better control your risk as well. People who are fans of active investing will tell you that they can limit your risk compared to the standard market through their investment strategies while also providing you with the same or greater investment return. Now, I think that's extremely important because that is where the rubber meets the road in this argument. Active investment management believes they can better control your risk over a long period of time while also outproducing from a rate of return standpoint as well. Lower risk, higher returns, no-brainer. That's what every investor wants. So the positive of active investment management is that risk management we talked about. This type of investing can allow for hedging strategies that can limit the downside potential of your investments. Portfolio managers can also adjust portfolios better to align with the changing market conditions and future economic conditions they see coming down the road. We'll go back to the pandemic example of March of 2020, where an active investment manager who had the skill and the the foresight to be able to predict huge increases in popularity of certain companies, for example, Zoom, because they know a lot of people are gonna stay at home, could have actively taken some of their portfolio and taken a big position in a company like Zoom, and that would have paid off tremendously in that specific scenario. So that's a positive of active investment management because it gives you the opportunity to make moves like that. The other positive, I think, is short-term arbitrage opportunities. These traders and investors can take advantage of inefficiencies in the market. They can look at the investment landscape and see when the price of multiple assets are mispriced, either underpriced or overpriced to each other, and profit off of certain trading techniques because of that. We're not going to get into those, but that is a thing that active investment managers do. And then finally, the third positive is flexibility. Active investment management can be tailored to the specific needs of the investor. Let's just say that an investor needs retirement income from their portfolio. Well, if that's what the client wants, an active investment manager can tailor their investment portfolio to higher paying dividend stocks or funds or higher interest paying bonds. So those are positives, negatives of active investment management, and we touched on some of these already. One, and it's the, by, by far the number one negative for active investment management is cost. There are numerous transactions throughout the year in active investment management, and because there is probably a lot of people working inside of your portfolio and doing stuff outside of your portfolio, like research and um, being aware of different market conditions and all that kind of stuff, you have to pay all those people who are actively doing stuff in your portfolio and that adds up. And usually the way that fees get tagged onto your investment management portfolio is through a percentage of that portfolio. And sometimes the percentage fee based on the value of your portfolio can be anywhere from half a percent all the way up to 2%. So it can get pretty expensive. Another negative I think is the egocentric thinking that a lot of people who believe or think they're active investment managers have. In our industry, there are a lot of people with no specific education in limited experience and real active investment management that really believe they have what it takes to consistently beat the stock market because they read the Wall Street Journal every day for an entire year or something bogus like that or because they they can look at historical prices and performance of a specific investment asset and they use that as proof to predict the future price of an investment, which is absolutely just ludicrous. Everybody knows past performance does not equal uh, future result. But this happens often when it comes to retail investors and financial advisors in the financial services industry where these financial advisors are basically getting paid one to two percent and their value they're bringing is just repeating what they were told from the chief investment officer at their broker dealer or insurance company because they really have no deep education or understanding of actual active investment management but they're egocentric enough where they actually believe they can make a difference. And I don't think they can. That's just my opinion. Another negative of active investment management is investment minimum requirements. If you're just starting out and investing, you don't have a lot of money. Chances are you're not going to be able to be able to place your dollars with an active investment manager because usually they have minimums and those minimums start at a quarter of a million for a lot of people. And the reason for that is because they just can't get paid properly if your account balance isn't big enough because they can't produce a fee that's large enough to compensate them for the time they're spending on the active things they're doing inside of the portfolio. So what is my preference? What do I think investors should pursue? Well, my belief is there is a nice middle ground when it comes to passive and active investment management. I don't think you have to pick one or the other. I think the best thing to do is combine both of them for your benefit. I like to use the example of, let's just say you have a really, really nice house. And on the side of your house, or let's just say you have a house with a three-stall garage and the third stall you turn into a man cave. And that man cave is where you invite all your friends over. And that's where you watch football or you have parties. It's where you have your beer fridge, it's where you smoke cigars or whatever else. So you have your really nice home where you keep all your grown-up stuff in and it looks really nice and that's where you do a lot of your living. And then you have your man cave in the third stall of that garage. Investment management can look just like that house, where I believe passive investment management should be your home, where it is your grown it's where your grown-up money should be placed that you're gonna use long term. So Your dollars that you believe you're going to use in retirement or somewhere down the road for something that's really, really important to you, my opinion should be invested more passively because of the low cost and you should be able just to get what the market gives you. But I also believe that there is a piece of your portfolio like that third stall garage where you can get pretty wild, where you can do active investment management, where you can take advantage of things like cryptocurrency and a new up and coming hot stock like Tesla or buy call options or stuff like that. But you just have to have proper expectations of both because one you could find that your active investment management slice of your overall portfolio is doing really, really well compared to your passive, and that may want you to move more of your passive money to the active side, but you just have to remember active investment management is always trying to hit a home run every at bat, and at some point it's going to happen, but you can't allow you to sway your thinking to assume that that's going to be the reality every single year moving forward. So I call this strategy in my firm the core and satellite strategy where the core portion of your money should be invested in a really well-diversified, low-cost portfolio. And then satellite positions built off of that can be more active depending on other things the investor is trying to accomplish. So what should you as an investor pursue? Well, you need to decide first what you're going to try to accomplish when it comes to investing your money. That should be your starting point. Without that, you shouldn't be investing your money at all What is the money ultimately going to be used for and when? That's another two huge questions you need to answer before you figure out which option is best for you. And Do you trust yourself for someone else to actually be able to provide that alpha? Provide that outsized market return that active investment management promises to provide because you're going to be paying for it regardless so you hope that it's able to come true and do you truly believe that? Do you think that somebody who's going to manage your money truly has the skill, the experience, and the know-how to consistently beat the market when their fees are factored in? So once you consider all those factors, then you can kind of back into which of these two portfolio options is truly going to benefit your specific situation the best. And that's my feeling when it comes to passive investment management versus active investment management. If you're looking for more information about the podcast, myself, or Farm D Financial Planning, feel free to visit the firm's website at farmdfp.com. Also, feel free to check out and subscribe to the YouTube channel, Farmd Financial Planning, for more great insight. Email podcast at farmdfp.com with questions, topics, or ideas you'd like to hear more about. Finally, until next time, Farm D Nation, be well. The Farm D Money podcast is not intended to be tax, legal, or investment advice. All opinions expressed on the show are for informational purposes only and should not be relied upon for tax, legal, or investment advice.